Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and this week our special guest is a person that's always a guest here. You're always welcome here, Phil, no matter what people think about you. Phil, producer Phil, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're here also in the studio um, is Optimus Prime. Optimus, say hello. Transformers, <laughs> That's my, um, I'm working on my uh, Transformer voice, and that's what you get. Wasn't quite deep enough. <laughs> He's broken, folks. You have to forgive him. He's got some real, some real throat issues. Uh, we could have Bumblebee on here. He doesn't really talk. Uh, who's seen Transformers? If you're listening out there in a car, if you're listening out there um, on a plane, if you're listening out there, you could be riding in a Transformer. You don't know for a fact, but anything you that's a vehicle could be a transformer. And we find out now, even robot dinosaurs that we see every day could be transformers. <laughs> um, give us a honk. Give us a honk or a something. If you um, tell you know what, go to the cockpit. Tell the pilot to <laughs> honk the hit plane. the air horn. I guess it's an air horn. <laughs> I'm not sure. Honk the plane. <laughs> um, anyway, so transformers they are more than meets the eye. They sure are. Transformers, robots, robots in, in disguise. disguise. Um, so I'm just saying that they could be anywhere and everywhere. They could be the radio you're listening to right now. They've never played that they could be original the, theme the in iPhone the movies, you're have they? To right now. What? They have, they've never played that original theme in the movies. They had a version of it on the first movie. A band covered it and oh, sang really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I forgot I about it was that. Black Lab, which says how long ago that was, which you know who that is. No. Black Lab? No. They're from San Francisco, actually. Oh, I should know them. Yeah. So, I saw them live once. Uh, when I went to go see the Power Rangers movie that just came out a couple months ago, mm-hmm. they had the actual, like, go, go, Power Rangers. Like, they had that song in the movie, which I thought that was kind of odd. I, that what, You said, was it you that said that movie was like the tale of two movies? Like, it was like... Yeah, or was it Aaron Dice? Aaron that? was talking about that. Yeah. yeah, and it's totally right on. Like it's the the bad guy or the villain woman in that movie is c- playing a completely different film <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the cast. Is it's I, I'm not even sure that she was even ever in the same room as the cast, but just for a couple scenes. Like Weird. it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Transformers, though. Yeah. Um, Age of Extinction. This is the fourth installment of the Transformers franchise. I um, have seen every one of these, and when the new one comes out, I will I will see it as well. It's an oddity because it's so massive in scope. Michael Bay, folks, I hate to tell you this, newsflash, Michael Bay, who did Armageddon, who did every Transformer movie, who did, he did The Rock. I kind of did like The Rock a lot. Um, what else? He's done a lot of big budget movies. Big budget movies! He only... Releases movies in the summer, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a summer blockbuster guy. Michael B. And anyway, he... Uh, did he do independent? The first independent? No, he didn't do no. Um, But uh, Michael Bay, this is the same formula as a lot of Michael Bay movies. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I believe, now that the intro is complete, I believe it's now officially time for some deets. Transformers, Age of Extinction, directed by Michael Bay. 
known for many big blockbuster movies that were once in blockbusters until the blockbusters went away. Um, produced blockbuster video. Um, produced by Don Murphy and a gang of others. Written by Aaron Kruger, Freddy's brother. Based on uh, the Transformers franchise by Hasbro. Created by Hasbro. Folks, you know Hasbro as the toy company? Yes, that Hasbro. And they uh, created the Transformers to sell children toys in the <laughs> early 80s. And I was one of those tra- children's. Phil was as well. Starring the ever Marky Mark, talented, funky bunch-related Marky Mark Wahlberg. Stanley Tucci, uh, Oscar-winning actor. Kelsey Grammer, Oscar... Well, he's probably a... Emmy. Emmy-winning actor. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Uh, for Cheers, for what we've talked about recently... Uh, my kick has been to watch Frasier. For some reason, I went back and started watching Frasier, and it's great. I love it. He has, he has won five Emmys. Good for him. Yeah. He's deserving. He is no Ted Danson. And one Tony. And a Tony? Yeah, he's he's done some Broadway no, stuff. He, and he's done um, The Boss, which is a... Is it an HBO show? Is it a show, Amazon show or a Showtime show? He's, he's got his own he's is, got another show he's got going on. Is it a serious drama? It's a serious drama where he huh. plays kind of this character that's yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but Kelsey Grammer, I think he's really talented. Like, he cracks me up on some of his stuff he does. Um, but I think as an actor, he's a pretty good actor. Nicola Peltz, who I believe she's a return guest on this, by the way. She was Really? Yeah, because she's related to somebody. We figured this out. Nicola Peltz is a... Um, the daughter of some, he's a big time businessman. Yes, uh, she yeah. was Katara in the Last Airbender. Yes, Holy I remember crap, this. Crap, I didn't even yeah. recognize her. I mean, I, but I remember talking about the Last Airbender and then talking about her on uh, or uh, talking about her on Airbender and then saying something about this movie and then I couldn't remember. I was like, anyway, her. her she looks so different. Well, from that she's movie. a little older here. Um, but not you know, there's a whole relationship thing on here that's the kind of weird folks. I mean this movie came out only four years after totally. the last airbender wow okay TJ Miller plays in this and then there's a cast of um, um, Transformers let me let me just cut through a few of those real quick Optimus Prime is played by Peter Cullen Peter Cullen is the quintessential voice for Optimus Prime he was the voice for Optimus Prime in the cartoon um, and they have Mark Ryan as the voice of Bumblebee. And Bumblebee really doesn't talk on this. <laughs> so I guess it's just some of the sounds he makes. <laughs> um, folks, guess who Guess who is in this movie? John Goodman. Plays Hound. Yes, movie. and I immediately recognize Oh, and that voice. made sense yeah. for him to do that. <laughs> um, Watanabe, uh, Ken Watanabe plays Drift. Um, John DiMaggio, who plays Bender... On um, Futurama, he he plays. Is it Jake the dog on a, on? Is it Adventure Time? I think. And then um, uh, let's see who else. It's about it as far as big name folks. That's about it as far as Reno Wilson. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of great people, folks. Frank Welker. Oh, Frank, I can't leave out Frank Welker. Frank Welker plays uh, Galvatron. So, there you go. In the house. Gotta love it. Frank Welka. Uh, yeah. So, he does. he's done a lot of voices over the years. So, um, what else? What else? What else? You That's talk- our cast. <laughs> well, let's budget. talk. 
Let's put a little budget action here. Um, well, first of all, first things first. Um, this movie was released um, in Hong Kong first. Oh, wow. June 19th, 2014. Uh, released in the United States June 27th, 2014. Um, long movie. Uh, it's, I guess it's a 165-minute running time. That's a long movie. It's too long. Um, Titanic. It, this is a little shorter than Titanic. And I didn't like sitting through that, and I dang sure <laughs> didn't want to sit through this. So, um, budget $210 million. That's a lot of money. You are gambling, folks, when you invest $210 million in anything. He, they made $1.1 billion. Billion. I kind of like to see the breakdown of that, like how much of that was domestic. Oh, I found it. Uh, domestic, it made $245 million. So, I mean, it would have just barely, if they only released it in the United States, it would have just barely broken even. Uh, foreign was $858 million. So, so, folks, now here's what you're seeing. The trend you're seeing now is that Michael Bay knows that he can put this movie out uh, to foreign folks. And it was released in China. And the last half of the movie is uh, very, very, uh, well, let's see, Chinese-centric. Should I say that way? Can I say it that way without sounding bad? It takes place in China. So it's Chinese-centric. <laughs> um, at any rate, there you go. Yeah, um, it made a lot of moolah worldwide. Yes. Imagine Dragons, by the way, also did a ton of the soundtrack. Oh, really? A ton of it. A ton. Did I say a ton already? A ton. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, there it is. There's some deets for you. A lot of money. A billion a dollars? Is that a lot of money to you? Because it's a lot of money to me. One billion? One billion dollars. Um, Transformers are more than meets the eye. And I told you, Phil, earlier that I was going to do the 30-second synopsis today. Did you have the clock ready? No. I'm tasked with getting the clock ready as well. Yeah. Give me, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can, like, yeah. Can you do the clock and do thirty second synopsis at the same time? Because I already told you I'm not doing thirty second synopsis. I know you're not. This. Well, I can get through it. This is a long uh, plot. I'll be very interested to see how you man, take the the five or six acts. Of I this may movie. have to take the the sometimes the Paul Huff uh, the normal Paul Huff <laughs> way where uh, it's there uh, were some robots and some humans. Or he just goes, then, yeah, robots. <laughs> Robots. There they are. Drop the mic. Mic drop. See? I got it. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready? Good luck, man. Hold that up for me so I can see the clock because I need the clock. All right. Tell me when tell me when I'm ready. In three, two, one. Millions of years ago. The creators created these robot things, these seed things. They kill off all dinosaurs, but it was to take over the earth. All right. Present day. Transformers are banned and banished and having to run. The Autobots are having to run for their lives away from humans because they're being chased. The Decepticons come back. Galvatron is recreated. Or Megatron is recreated. Um, there's a big fight, 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 fight. And in the end, Optimus wins. And he says he's going to get the creators. I'm pretty close. I left off Marky Mark because the humans, the power buttons broke on that phone now. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the the humans are really incidental <laughs> to the plot. Yeah, I mean, I could do without yeah. humans. Well, yeah, you, you didn't say anything about his daughter and boyfriend and all that because it doesn't matter. Oh, None the of boyfriend matters. is horrible in this movie. <laughs> it's really bad. He's ridiculous in this movie. <laughs> and the daughter is... You mean Lucky Charms. 
I'm a great driver. <laughs> I don't know what I just became Waluigi there. Um, but the but the boyfriend is so ugh vomit. And Megan Fox has been in the last few of these movies, right, folks? And they replaced her with some business businessman's daughter, I guess, because she's you know was in Last Airbender. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, guys, when we come back, we'll talk about Power Plot. See you in a second, Minuto. Bye bye. And we're back. So, um, 65 million years ago is when we unsurfaced this segment. And this segment is called Power Plot. <laughs> so, check it out. As I said, 65 million years ago, there was an alien race um, that invaded, which is funny to think about, um, prehistoric Earth. And this, this race was called, called the Creators. And they were kind of a, a robot kind of race, um, technology-based. That's a long time ago, by the way. 65 million years ago, folks? That's a long time ago. They used these devices called the seeds to terraform the planet. And um, they had an alloy called the transform transformium. Of course, it's called transformium. <laughs> that's what wiped, And that's what wiped out the dinosaurs, by the way. We finally know. Yes. In uh, now in current times, there's a geologist named Darcy Terrell uh, excavates uh, this transformium, and they um, use this transformium. The government does, of course, to create their own robots. They call them transformers, but they do not transform. They're just robots. They could call them Stark Tech drones, <laughs> and it'd be the same thing. Um, so. The last movie focused on the battle of what they're calling the Battle of Chicago. And that was the government slash Decepticons fighting the Autobots. Decepticons are bad because they decept, deceived, <laughs> deceive you, decept you. They decept you. <laughs> the Decepticons are evil. The Autobots are good. All right? Okay. Um, I'm with you so far. Optimus Prime is the leader of the Autobots. Okay. But in the largest, in the craziest um, smear campaign ever, the biggest <laughs> fake news campaign ever, the Autobots saved the day in the Battle of Chicago, but they were blamed for destroying things. And so the Autobots apparently now, five years after the Battle of Chicago, have had to go into hiding. Yeah. They were resented. So <clears throat> the public thinks that um, that the public kind of thinks that the Autobots were allowed um, kind of some sort of asylum uh, from this, this stuff. Mm -hmm. But really what's happened is they're being hunted. There's a lot in the the movie has a lot of cover up type stuff like uh, CIA black mm -hmm. ops like there's a lot that um, is going on in the world behind curtains and closed doors and yes the general public doesn't know about and the the CIA has a black ops division and it's in this movie it's called Cemetery Wind why that is the stupidest name I've ever heard of it's my new um, thrash metal. <laughs> Band I, name, by the way. I was going to say it's my new line of perfume and cologne. Oh, gosh. <laughs> For goths. <laughs> it's called Cemetery yes, Wind. Cemetery Wind. 
from Gucci. <laughs> um, so Cemetery Wind is led by a paranoid uh, government official who hates, that does not trust robots, but will later on helps create these new robots. Um, Harold Attinger, who is played by Kelsey Grammer, the ever-talented uh, Fraser Crane, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Harold Attinger. Anyway, um, he he believes all the Autobots and Decepticons are threats. Um, he is, he's uh, got some henchmen that he works for him in the CIA. Um, there's a... There's a robot connection. See, again, folks, this is very hard to explain. There's a robot connection with the robot. There's a bounty hunter that's a robot named Lockdown. And Lockdown, behind the scenes, is helping the government. to cha- to One, to hunt down the Autobots. Okay? Two. Um, like he's like an interplanetary uh, bounty hunter. Like he goes planet to planet hunting yes, these things. But... He's actually a triple A double agent because he's really coming because he works for the creators, basically. Yeah. Which, anyway, I'm sure that'll. This movie suffers from way too many factions. <laughs> there's the, yep. the bounty hunter guy mm-hmm. locked down. Mm-hmm. Then there's the CIA humans. Yep. Then there's the good humans. Yep. Then there's the good ro- robots, yep. the Autobots. Then there's the Decepticons. Then there's the. Um, we'll, we'll get to the drone. Um, like You didn't even mention the Dinobots. Right. The, there's the Dinobot. It's like. I have no half the movie. I'm just like, who are these people again? Yep. What's their agenda? Yep. <laughs> it's like yep. way too much. Yep. Um, lockdown is trying to run these people down. He is trying to chase down Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is the main character person to be run down. Optimus Prime um, was being chased in Mexico City. He uh, evades lockdown, but Ratchet. Um, is tracked down. He's a he's a good guy. He's actually a uh, medic mm-hmm. transformer, by the way. So he doesn't really want to kill, obviously. But they he won't give the whereabouts of Optimus Prime, so they kill him. And that's how the movie kind of starts out. Um, we are then not really given an amount of time that's passed. We we meet up again with a uh, old rundown truck that. We, I guess you're led to believe is Optimus Prime. It's Optimus, right? He's got a big cannon missile hole through the front of it mm-hmm. from battle. But he's kind of in hiding, and he's kind of rusty, gross. And um, he is bought by Cade Yeager, the Jaegermeister, as his he, friends call he's him. He's like this scrapper, inventor kind of guy. He, like he tells he, you over and over again in this movie that he's just an inventor. I'm an inventor. <laughs> I invent things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that word pops up a lot. Yeah, he says inventor a ton. So um, he and his teenage daughter, Tessa, um, work... So stupid. This is so dumb. On these inventions. He has a uh, uh, business partner named Lucas Flannery, played by T.J. Miller, correct? Yes. And um, do, you, do you think he's funny in the, in the movie? No. I... I, the comedy in this movie is very forced. Yeah, oh, very much. Yeah. And he's supposed to be funny. Like, I, from the moment that I saw him on screen, I was like, okay, he's the comic relief. Yeah, he'll be funny. Um, 
but man, I, I had just had, I don't think I laughed once during the entire film, but I had a lot of, I was almost like getting angry with him because he was trying to be funny all the time. I was just like, dude, come it's on, bad. stop. It's really he, bad. Kept, he kept calling this, the cars scary. It, it, it's, it kind of re- reminded me of um, Jurassic Park when uh, Jeff Goldblum was like, must go faster. <laughs> like, he, but it, he's kind of got that, that commentary. Like as they're in a dire situation, he's the levity. Like he's yeah. the guy that's going to bring right. some funny. Right. And like, he's just like, you know, the scary cars are after us again. Where we're like, come on, dude. Yeah, like exactly. you sound like you're 14. Yeah, and, Exactly. Anyway, um, he uh, is a comic relief, comic relief, not the comic relief, but the comic relief. And he actually calls the government to report um, that that his friend has a has a uh, Autobot or has a robot. It's like he thinks was, he, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Like he thinks they're going to get paid. And that's what it is. Yeah. And then it ends up blowing up in his face. And and one of the best lines in the movie happens next because the uh, the uh, CIA assassin guy, like the guy that does all the killing, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jaeger, the Cade, the main character, he's like um, he's like, Let, you know, you can't search this house. Where's your warrant? He's like, my face is my warrant. <laughs> <laughs> my face is my, my warrant. My face is my warrant. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You know that Michael Bay was like, really? You're really going to say that with authority? People are going to really like that line. <laughs> if, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, no, I'd like to see your warrant. No, I still would like to see this warrant. My face is my warrant. He, he could have said this badge is my warrant. Right, right. This gun yes. is my warrant. My face. My face. My face. Look at my face. <laughs> Look at my eyes. <laughs> um, so, so dumb. Lucas is killed really early in this movie. Oh, thank God! Um, but before, before, before we meet him, <laughs> we meet the Irish, the old, the Irish car rally car driver Shane Dyson, a big aura. And guess what? Shane's twenty. He's dating, or he's going out with um, Marky Mark's daughter Tessa, and she's seventeen. I don't know why they just didn't say she was eighteen. Because, folks, and I'm only saying this, here's why. In the movie, they go out of their way to talk about laws that make it okay for her to date. She's 17 and he's 20. They go out of their way to talk about these laws that allow them to actually legally date. And I just go, why did you waste so much time with this dialogue? If you watch it, it's really clunky. It's really awkward to hear talked about. It's it's based on a real law, like a the Romeo and Juliet law really does exist in Texas. But it's just kind of like why did you why why like, did you just say she was eighteen? Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it's weird. Like, why did Michael Bay feel like this was necessary to talk about? I don't know. It's really dumb. Just check it out, folks. Like, if you watch this movie, it's long, so. Commit a couple of years of your life to watching it. It makes but, me even sadder to know that if he cut all that stuff out, that the movie would have been like two and a half hours. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah, make that it w- short, please. That would have made me happy. Um, so in the fracas that is the uh, robots versus CIA, Lucas, the comic relief, is killed, destroying all hope for any laughter in this movie. <laughs> um, there's a big grenade thing that happens. Um. Optimus summons all the the Autobots to come help him. Help him. 
and um, Optimus and the uh, Autobots uh, find out that Ratchet and Leadfoot were killed, and uh, that they happened off that happened earlier in the movie, and um, then Cade Jaeger, the Jaegermeister, d- d- uh, finds out that uh, the government was who uh, was attacking the Autobots, and uh, he's saddened by this. Then they concoct a plan to go to Chicago to this secret base. They infiltrate the base because that's easy. <laughs> and um, that's just easy to walk into bases. And they find out that they're melting down um, the old Transformers to make these Transformer drones, and they're melting them down for the Transformium, which is what would that be? That would be um, element number <laughs> what? One, what are they up to now? 120 something? I don't know. Think so. One twenty something probably now. Transformium. Tr. Tr. Right next to Marshmallowium, <laughs> which was what the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's made out of. Um, so they're so creative with these. Yes, new it's metals. Really lame. Um, basically, though, there's a uh, the story behind the scenes is that uh, they're building lockdown is kind of coursing it this way. They're melting these things down. They've got um, they've got Megatron's head from the previous movie, and they are working to recreate and uh, bring him back to life. And they turn him into Galvatron. So now Galvatron, who is from the cartoon as well, yeah. And there was a whole thing where Megatron was recreated into Galvatron, and it was actually a really cool storyline. And um, they bring him back. So now you got your main bad guy. You actually got Lockdown, who's a pretty significant bad guy. And you have Galvatron now. And just a score of other assembly line drone yes. type robots, mm-hmm. which is basically like the plot of every Avengers type superhero movie that you've ever seen with like the super soldier. Like yep. they're going to make a, an army that's going to control the world. You know, the Chitari from the, um, from the, uh, uh, Avenger, the first Avengers movie. Uh-huh. We have to have people that we can just eliminate quickly. It's not, not going to be hard, you know, Sad that we shot them in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, now on to Act Fifty Five. Um, the um, <laughs> lockdown has this big prison ship that hovers over Chicago, and they want to take Optimus Prime, and so they get him up in the ship. The Autobots then and Cade, the human, and the Irish car driver that we all love, uh, go to rescue Tessa and Optimus because they're both on the ship. Mm-hmm. While Optimus is on the ship, he runs into these knights. Mm-hmm. Who are the actually the Dinobots, mm-hmm. um, Grimlock and the others, and they, um, the Autobots that go up there and Cade help fight off these other the Decepticons and uh, Lockdown's characters, and they escape in a smaller ship, unbeknownst to Lockdown. Lockdown thinks they're in the the you know cargo hold of the ship, wherever he takes off into space, trying to take them back to Galvatron. I'm assuming. Which is the home planet, by the way, of uh, or uh, Cybertron? They're taking the Cybertron. Big Cybertron's the home planet of the Transformers. Yeah. Anyway, so he takes them. Uh, he take he takes off. The Transformers go go back to Earth, and the the humans also escape as well. Yes. Which they they uh, extend out on these like metal ropes that mm-hmm. go from a, one building in Chicago to another oh, one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. There's no there is no way that they would survive that. 
like that there was like these metal dogs that start jumping on the ropes and start like you know you know oh, I forgot about these. whipping them up and down so and stuff stupid. like that and they're like holding on for dear life while they're suspended like 102 stories above the ground I'm just like this is so ridiculous yeah really dumb now, I mean I know you're not going to this movie to watch something that's believable mm-hmm. but still it's like come on like just show some some physics that are basically working I'll, I'll bring up another one here in a little bit but uh, Megatron um, is, is fully rolling reincarnated. He uh, wants to conquer the world. He's going to start with Hong Kong. He, they find this out. He's going to Hong Kong to destroy the world, starting with Hong Kong. That's to help the Asian audience jump on board, I guess, to the movie. Uh, and so, of course, they take then this, the stolen ship to Hong Kong um, to uh, fight off. And then we have the great battle. We first have a great one-on-one battle between Lockdown and Optimus. Optimus uh, severs uh, him with his big sword, cuts uh, him. That was a cool scene. Uh, and then Galvatron and him fight. Galvatron uh, gets uh, hurt. He he retreats from the battle, says he's going to destroy the Autobots. Um, and uh, like I said, then they kind of retreat. Optimus is mad, and he's now determined to go into space to go to Cybertron and that's going to set up the new movie Transformers last uh, first night right or or last night last night is it is it the first night no I think it's the first night the first night Transformers more than meets the eye Transformers the last night it was right. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I, I I watched the trailer and I was just like, oh, it's the last Jedi in December and the last nights mm-hmm. uh, or last night in and then the June. the Strokes are gonna have a song on the soundtrack. The last night, ding 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 ding. <laughs> she said, "Sorry," which I'm assuming song. the last night is Optimus. Yeah, and he comes back from Cybertron. I've seen the preview. The previews this don't look too bad, but it's gonna be the same movie. He always is. There's there's a scene in this big epic fight at the end where a Bumblebee there's a lot of like catching humans in midair and so like Bumblebee is jumping across uh, and catching all three of the the main character humans Gosh. in the air and then he slides down the side of a glass building like the the building is all glass on Makes the sides sense. and glass shards go everywhere except for in the flesh of the three humans that he's holding oh, there's literally glass that's just he's shattering all them. around them and they don't have a single shard in there. Skin. One thing, uh, Optimus Prime got very perturbed with the humans in this because they, you know, the humans, the, 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 the Transformers saved the humans in the other movie. And in this movie, it's the same. The humans trying to hunt him down. He, he literally, um, he takes out Kelsey Grammer in the end of this. Yeah. And that's not an Optimus Prime thing to do. I think that's what, he's had enough. I've had enough. He says it at one point in the movie. And, um... I don't mean... Yeah, earlier he, in the movie he said he was going to kill him, so... Yeah, and he did. He did. Poor Frazier. But um, that's it for that one. So when we come back, folks, we'll come back with a little goods and bads. Uh, rate this, and what have you been into lately, Phil? Uh, but we will be right back with the last three things. So it's time, my friends, for a segment we like to call Goods and Bads. I have a feeling that you have more bads than goods for this, Phil. You'd be right. Normally on this show, 
people have more bads than goods. <laughs> Not the last time I was on, though. I had way more goods oh, than bads. Oh, because you overestimated... Was it Assassin's <laughs> Creed? Oh, yeah. I liked that movie. Yeah. I'd watch you, that movie again. We may have a second one that we do on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so goods and bads. What's some, what's some goods? Um, okay, so, I mean, this is probably obvious if you've seen any of the movies in the franchise, but um, at this point, the Transformers movies are kind of, I, I believe, are kind of the textbook for CGI, like when it comes to making um, not inanimate or non-human objects look real. Um, and, you know, you can point to the Avengers, you can point to other movies that are doing this kind of thing. Uh, Disney's doing a great job. I, I can't believe how real the Jungle Book movie looked oh, last that year. that was unbelievable. So, I mean, there are other, other, but you have to put millions, hundreds of millions of dollars towards these films to make it look legit. Mm -hmm. And from, from beginning to end, this movie looks so good. Like it's, it, sometimes it's overdone or whatever, but the slow-mo shots, the, um, you know, uh, action scenes and the sword slashes and, you know, diving and shooting bullets and stuff like that. And the, how they transform from, from one object to another, it, it all just looks so stunning. It's, it's jaw dropping the way when you look at it. So, you know, I don't think anyone's going to, people may not like the way that the way that they transform because it's different than how the transformers transformed when they were kids. But I don't think anyone could look at the CGI and say that that looks bad. Mm -hmm. Like that it looks uncomfortable to watch, you know? Right. And, um, I think it, that was the the when the first couple Transformers movies. It was almost like I can't believe they can do this in a movie. Yeah, and and we're to the point now where we've seen everything in movies, so well, you the, don't appreciate it as much. But man, I remember the first couple of Transformers movies. It was like the first one came out a decade ago. Yeah, it came out in two thousand seven. Well, and they, yeah. even then it was like they'd have these mo small moving parts inside of mm -hmm. the, and I think people, they thought people would really like that, but it was almost like too much. Yeah, and I remember thinking that was really I, what was I even looking at there. Right, you know, so yeah, it's it's impressive to watch, and it's only getting better. I saw the trailer for the Last Night movie that's coming out in a few months, and it looks even better than this one as far as the CGI. So, um, yeah, I mean, they other studios are learning from what Michael Bay is doing with these movies when it comes to CGI. Okay, um, I always said my goods would be two. Let's do let's do two. Uh, Peter Cullen, the voice of so, of so Optimus good. Prime, is so great, and I like listening to his voice. He has an awesome voice. And I've already bragged on him, but man, Kelsey Grammer, he's working, man. Yeah. Keep it up, buddy. Keep it up. He, he's one of those really versatile actors where when people see him, they're like, oh, it's the guy from Cheers or it's the guy from Frasier. Uh, he played Beast on X-Men. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he's he's played so many different roles, and then he's been on Broadway. Like, this guy can do anything. He can do anything he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Sing, play piano. He's talented. Rap. Maybe not rap. He's looking old, by the way. Like it's oh, all yeah. all gray in his beard. Oh yeah. yeah. Time is time has time doesn't care who you are unless you're, you know, Brad Pitt and you're eating dolphin embryos. So that was a joke. He does look good. Well, yeah. Who doesn't like Brad Pitt? He has all the ability to. Well, there's probably a lot of people that don't like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Who's from Springfield, by the way? Yeah, Springfield, Missouri, hometown hero. Looks here. He's, he is. He still comes home apparently. People have seen him at like Walmart and well, stuff. His, his his is his mom still? I, anyway, sorry. Anyway, so um, his brother's still alive. Doug. Doug's yeah. got a charity. Yeah, he works around here. Yeah, Care to Learn. It's his charity. Check it out, folks. Go to caretolearn.com. You said you you Doug had a Pitt. second. 
you have a second good or you just want to do two goods? No, it's overall? two. Those are my two goods. Oh, oh, oh the two, two actors. People. Gotcha. Okay. Beyond that, I'm with you. Marky Mark is fine in this. Yeah, he was okay. I'm okay with Marky Mark. I'd really have Marky Mark and Shia LaBeouf. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How about Shia? My gosh. Yeah. That was like he went off the rail anyway. Sorry. He's he's having trouble. Um, goods. Oh, we said that bads. Uh, almost none of the other actors were any good at all. Not I could to, not I, for me. Really? Not for me? No, I mean, no, I'm saying not for me either. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess T.J. Miller has done some other stuff. Has John, he done? John Goodman, voice wise? Oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With his character was good, but I mean, the human characters, like, I, I don't know, I, like Stanley Tucci, I guess was okay, but like the the rest of the guys, I'm just like, why are they on screen right now? Like, the, I can't, the, I can't handle it. The boyfriend was like, why did you have to insert that love story there? Like, it was like, yeah. that was pointless. I, I don't know the 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 I, I just didn't think all the acting was very solid, and it, I know we said this about her in the last movie that we talked about on this podcast. But the girl, the 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 only girl in the mm. cast, is so bad. Like I can't I can't watch her. No, it's just every time she's she starts saying something, I'm just like, please let this be a short scene, right? <laughs> short line, you know. It's just it's horrible. Oh well, her dad has a lot of money, so might as well um, work her into that role. I guess I'll I'll lead into I mean kind of was leading into it already but the the lines that they have to say the script is 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 god awful Jack like it's it's oh it's bad it's really really bad oh it's, it's bad it is two hours and forty five minutes of screenplay written by a fourteen year old boy mm-hmm. I know, you know and it. there's there's almost no big words in the movie because that's not why you go and see these films you know like. It. Um, I don't know. I wrote some of them down. Like, um, there's one part where they're they're on the ship. They're, they're trying to escape, whatever. And I guess like this, the ship is going to go to like hyperspeed, you know, and leave leave the the, the galaxy. Yeah. And and uh, one of the Autobots is like, the engines are powering up. I give us about ten minutes. And then um, it's the horrible boyfriend Shane character, whatever he goes. He goes, no, I'm sorry. I think it was Mark, Mark Wahlberg. He goes, you're saying this thing is going to be flying out of here in ten minutes? Ten minutes? <laughs> Was, I just want to be like, yep, that's what he said. It's not, and that's ten minutes. You know, ten minutes. You got, you do get a lot done in ten minutes. Like, the, like a minute would have been one thing, but ten minutes. And then, and then just the little um, catchphrases and terms that they have for each other. So the Shane is from Ireland or whatever. He has, he's got the Irish accent. How many times does does I want you to to guess? How many times does uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg call him Lucky Charms? Oh, I don't know. Five times, th- three, three times, probably four, three. four times, oh, gosh. four times. And, and the first time, it's like uh, it's kind of a, like a slight chuckle, like oh, that's kind of funny. You called him Lucky Charms. The second time, you're just like, okay, I, I don't know why he's going back to this. The third and fourth time is just like inexcusable. Just like, stop what, saying. Stop this. calling him Lucky Charms. <laughs> it's it's such a repetitive thing. It's it's, it's lazy writing. Like yeah. when you keep going back to the same joke over and over again. We heard you the first three times. Like totally. it's, it wasn't funny before. Oh my gosh! Like Marky I was. Mark. It's bad. That Marky Mark. There, there's a scene where they're on um on it's a motorcycle chase through the streets, wherever, which has been done a hundred times in J- Jason Bourne and James James Bond movies. But um they're they're racing through the streets, whatever. And and Stanley Tucci's character, who's on the back, by the way, he's he's riding mm-hmm. uh, backseat. He goes. Uh, <laughs> He actually says, uh, "Death is in our death, death. Death is on our tail. Death is in our tail." I'm just like, "What are you saying right yeah, now? Why would you talk like no, that? Nobody's going to say death is on our tail as you're escaping." Why would you say that? Yeah, 
on a, on a motorcycle. So scary, scary cars, scary cars must run from the scary cars. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, really embarrassing. No human would say is. that way. Yeah. And they had to read it, but they made a lot of money. I almost feel like, you know, those websites that talk about English translated into Japanese translated back into English. Yeah, It, doesn't make it almost sense. feels like that. Yeah. Or the tattoos people used to get. Look, my Japanese writing. What's what's that translate to? Bug. <laughs> <laughs> that symbol means <laughs> carrot. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie yet, please to enjoy Transformers. Oh. <laughs> but you need to, if you want any of the inside track, you need to go watch the first three <laughs> before you watch this one. So go watch the first three. <laughs> you got a couple days of your life you want to get rid of. There you go. That's the best way to do it. Watch some Transformers. I'm, I'm going to save my last one after you go. So My wait. bads are about everything. Um, the, the writing's horrible. Um, the, like we said, the CG is good. No one's going to say it's bad CG. But man, I, Michael Bay, just his tone is just lame sometimes. Yeah. Lame. Gosh, lame. How old is he? He's He's got to be in his... At he's least his 40s. His 50s. He's probably in his 50s now. But he, I mean, he's making movies for teens, like for teen boys. They are, but he's 52, by the way. Born in LA. He was born in the USA. I, I, I refuse to believe, I, part, there's, there's a, a part of me that just really wants to hold on to you, the idea that he's doing this only for the money and that he doesn't really enjoy these films. But I don't know. He probably thinks we're good. He's done bad, but he did Bad Boys, by the way. Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, which I thought The Island was pretty good. Transformers, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers, Darker of the Moon, Pain and Gain. I don't remember that one. Didn't do very well. Um, Transformers, Age of Extinction, 13 Hours, Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. And uh, that was actually pretty good. Have you ever seen that one? 13 Hours? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, and then Transformers. This is his bread and butter. Last night, yeah. Last night. If he's done like thirteen movies, thirteen or fourteen movies, five of them are Transformers. So, I mean, this is kind of what he's going to be known for. He uses a lot of the same actors and stuff. It's kind of funny to look at this little chart that Wikipedia has. As good as the CGI is, I do feel like I I get numb to it. Do Do you feel that way? Like that's what I was saying. That's why I was saying the you know the first the first Transformers movie that I ever that 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 came out. You're just like. I can't believe they can do that on uh, in a movie now. It's stag- then, it's staggering at first, but then after you know, two hours of it, you're just like, you're like oh, no big uh, deal. Yeah, I'm just like. And the I same think thing. about the amount of money that has to go into the time consumption to create that is unbelievable, and I applaud them for that. But it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, sounds great. So, what's your last one? So, probably one of my favorite scenes in the in the whole movie because it's just like that there's no way that that would happen i mean there's a lot of that in the in the film all these films obviously but um there's a an epic scene between uh mark Wahlberg and the uh cia agent the killer the assassin guy mm-hmm. i forget i forget his name um and there's this big okay so this guy is a cia black ops trained assassin he will kill you with his fists yeah with it with his fingers he could he could kill you just by you know, squeezing his fingers around your larynx. Yeah. Um, and this guy is a nobody. Mark Wahlberg an is inventor. This, yeah. He's an inventor. Maybe he was a quarterback or whatever. <clears throat> How does he uh, take him out at the very, very end? 
Do you remember? No, it's a kick or something. He he picks up a football. Oh gosh! And he chucks it at his head. It bounces off of his head and sends him flying out the window, like you know, fifteen stories up, and he falls to his death. He killed him with a football, Jack. He played quarterback. He must have played quarterback. He he's the first person in history to ever he's be from Texas murdered by a football. He's a Boston accented Texas person, <laughs> and he played quarterback. How you like them apples? What I say? How you like them apples? It's one of those those scenes where you just like, did that just happen? Yeah, it's like, really stupid. I, I wanted I want to be a fly on the wall yeah. in the brainstorming session with all the writers in the room around the table saying like, you know what we should do? You know uh, what? You know what should be the weapon yes. of his dis- the, demise? The Irish car driver, the Irish boyfriend in the early in the movie, jumps a car. And the tire punches yeah. the guy in the face. <laughs> they show it in the trailer, too. It looked really stupid. Yeah, it looks really dumb. Oh, oh. <laughs> Didn't even kill him. and just punched him in the face. Yeah, he's going to have a skid mark on Gosh, the, the rest that of his life. That would really hurt. That, that, car, that, that tire's been around burning your face. <laughs> uh, let's rate this movie. Okay. One being horrible and bad. One, one horrible. One to five horrible is what we rate things. One horrible means bad. Five horrible means really unbelievably bad, like stupid. Uh, I, I don't know how you rate, how you pick numbers and stuff like that. I often go to, like, would I be willing to watch this again? And the, the answer for me on this one is a resounding There's no. no. Way. I, I, I mean, you've watched it twice, but you had to for this podcast. Yes. But I, this was the first time I had seen it. I will never watch this movie again. I, I don't care if it's on it's a snooze TBS fest, for free or whatever. It's sad like, to watch it. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> I think I feel like the only thing that's redeeming is the CGI. If if someone could just clip out all the CGI into like a forty five minute yes. thing, I might watch that. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four. Like this. This movie's really hard to watch. There yeah. were I. I have never checked my watch while while seeing a film more than this movie. Woof. And that includes all the movies we've seen for this podcast. We've like, seen some bad ones. I, I kept I, like how much. Oh my gosh, there's an hour and a half left. Oh my gosh, there's an hour and ten minutes left. Woof. I, I'm giving this a three because of the amount of time spent on that CGI and Peter Cullen's in it and Kelsey Grammer's in it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I'm giving. That's the only reason I'm giving it three. The CGI workers have families. Yeah, and they worked hard. Yeah. Hey, I admit that they worked very hard for this scene. I've seen some really bad movies over the years that have bad CGI or bad models that they've used, you know. This is good. It looks good. Just the rest of it's horrible. The the movies always have to outdo themselves. It kind of makes me wonder where they even go from here. Like it's it's already been at the ceiling. It's Simple. been at, it's been at ninety miles an hour the whole time. So stick figures and and uh and stop motion on a pad. That's what we're gonna go back to. We're gonna start all over. Sweet. Uh, okay, so Phil, what have you been into lately? <clears throat> um, I, I mean, this is a show that's been around for several seasons now, but I am still really, really loving Gotham, the the TV show. It's good on uh, it's good. Fox, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it without any spoilers. I mean, if people are are behind or whatever, I mean, I don't think it's a huge spoiler because they've been leading up to it for three years now. But um, they're getting closer than ever to um, Bruce actually becoming Batman in the in the latest, like this week's episode and uh-huh. stuff like that. And it's it's getting really really how good. Old's that kid. Well, I mean, he's three years older than how they started. I'm, he looked like he was maybe thirteen or fourteen in the first season. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's like 
looks like he's graduating high school. He's starting kinda. to look older. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely not. When you think of Batman, you think 22, 23, or maybe even older. Uh, he's not that at all. But they're doing their own thing with this universe, and I really like it. Like, I think a lot of people that are true to the story, the original comics of Batman, would watch this and be like, "This isn't at all right." But that's not what they're trying to do. It's they're telling their own alternate universe kind of spin on the story, and it's fantastic. It's it's really probably my favorite show. That's awesome on television, and it just keeps getting better. Uh, we just saw Maggie. Geha, who plays mm-hmm. Poison Ivy, she has a huge role coming up in the finales yeah. uh, last episode. So there's rumor about it maybe being on the chopping block, and I really hope it, it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. So cool. It's good. Um, uh, I have been uh, still into playing uh, Mario on the Nintendo Wii with my son. Yep. Um, I have been. Hmm. I you know reading some reading still reading some football stuff really I love I love reading it's really boring about folks. coaches or yes football autobiographies of old timey stuff uh-huh. I have the Urban Meyer one which he's the head coach at Ohio State now but Bear Bryant I still love Bear Bryant I'm not a big Alabama Crimson Tide fan but I love him, this guy because he's from Arkansas originally and just what he came from and came from nothing and. He's a legend. Yeah. So I like that. And I ordered actually another one by him that he wrote when he was, it was like in 1960 that I'm excited about reading and getting in the mail. So anyway, excited. So cool. there it is. That's what I've been into lately and just trying to school, uh, kind of trying to close, close some things out school wise. But yeah, it's the awesome. End, the end is nigh. The end is nigh. The end is nigh. <laughs> Anyway, so well, this is this is fun. Good yeah, man, episode. and yeah. I'm telling you, Transformers, folks, uh, a lot of detail. If you like detail-oriented movies, hey, you're gonna love Transformers: Age of Extinction. And go check out First Night. It's coming out soon. Phil, thanks for coming on. Thank you. You're great. See ya. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by RevolverPodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, TheHorribleMoviePodcast.com, RevolverPodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.